Once again, everyone, thank you for tuning in to Fanatic Radio on WVAU. I am your host, Michael Gardner. We have a little bit of a different format today, or I guess this morning, as I should say. It might as well just um, put the baseline for everyone for this show. As always, go to facebook.com slash fanaticradio, like the page, and listen. Normally, it would be Friday from 2 to 4, but if you're listening to this on the podcast, which I'm sure most of you are, this is actually coming live from 2 a.m. here at the WVAU studios, and as a result from that, our normal co-host, uh, Dan Goldman, gave him the week off, so I am joined here with another Bostonian, John Blunder. John, welcome to Fanatic Radio. How's it going? I'm glad to be here. Have you done something like this before? I have not, actually, but it, it, seems, it seems like it's going to be a good time, so I'm excited. 2 a.m., like, why not? Why not? Like, why, why not have a radio show? i got nothing else to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, was say, I don't really expect people to call in, but I mean, might as well say it anyway. Uh, I guess when we go back on our regular time slot next week, 202-885-8700 is the number. Once again, facebook.com slash radio. You can go like the page, read content, keep up to date with everything. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. so it's also an hour show today, so it's an only it's only an hour podcast for our listeners. Surprising enough, this is how I feel like this is how big our show the show has gotten. We usually average about thirty some listeners a show. I mean, which is which is normal, I guess, for a college radio sh- uh, sports show, especially you know non funded and whatnot. Not two, two p.m. normally, but the one episode, October twenty eighth, we featured wrestler Ryan Flores on the show. A wrestler. To this day, people are still listening to that podcast, hmm. and we have a career high, ourselves a show high, thirty listeners so far. Thirty listeners. Fifteen people have listened just this week. Huh. That was ridiculous. That was a while, was a while ago. That's two weeks ago, two and weeks. people are still listening to it. And then we had must have been a great interview. 26 last week and 11 so far this week. Hopefully we're going to have more this week as we have special guests Ryan Morales, Colin Siegfried, and Tyler Collins from the AU men's soccer team as they prepare for their tournament. We have hockey players stalling. and We have golf players running off the course, but we will begin the show with the ongoing Penn State saga, which has, I guess, finally come to a bitter end. But surprise, surprise, we have our first caller. Thank you for calling in. You're on Fanatic Radio. Uh, by the way, I have to say something. Hello? You're listening now. 
Try to call us back. Uh, We're trying to work some of the bugs out here at 2 a.m. I don't know. Don't understand why we couldn't hear them. But anyway, it happens. Call back. We'll be here. We're not going anywhere. Did you hear anything on your headphones? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why it's not working. Okay. No, never mind. But um, I mean, if you want to call in, go ahead. Be my <laughs> guest. We we appreciate your calls as always. But we'll start with. The Penn State saga. And okay. ultimately ends up with Joe Paterno getting fired. They will not... Are you surprised they would not let him carry out the rest of the season despite having just one home game left? The rest of the season, but especially just this one home game. Oh, uh, let's see if this works. Okay. Oh, thanks for calling in once again. You're on Fanatic Radio. All right, now here comes the thing. Uh, by the way, I have to say something. Ovechkin, you scored 50 goals. You should Sorry, Carl, we, we, we see you. We see that you're trying to call us. We can't hear you, though. Act like Joe Thornton. Uh, by the way, I have to say... Let's hopefully get that fixed during our commercial break. We're sorry for ever trying to call in. We're um, doing our best. Yeah. Technical difficulties. It's it's early. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but needless to say, are you surprised that they fired him, let alone just not let him carry out the rest of the season? I am, especially because I realized there was involvement that he did not report, you know, the incident to the school, to the university. But at the same time, hurts other people besides just him. Like right. it hurts the community severely. Did you see all the riots and everything? The riots have been nuts. Insane. Been crazy. What happened at AU? I just realized that. Yeah, oh my like people are going crazy about that. And like firing Joe Paterno, it means something to a lot yeah. of people, not just Penn State fans. Like I I'm I'm not a Penn State fan and like I look up to Joe Paterno. Like he's a legend. He's, right. You know, I had no idea all he time, coached, so. he coached for forty five years. Forty this is his forty sixth season. It's he was ridiculous. He was on the staff for 61. He was an assistant coach before Jeez. he was a head coach, yeah. And like It's so sad that he's just gone. I think it's I think it's more depressing how it just ended, just like that. It was so abrupt. It was so abrupt. How it started with... Because it's not like Ohio State, you know, where players are selling jerseys. But this is like a... a he's a, a criminal. He is. This is Special like, offender was on his staff. And he actually, apparently he actually knew about it. Well, the, the reason he was fired was because he didn't report it. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was stuff like, back in 98, and apparently there was stuff in 2002. Anyway, as needless to say, the uh, Penn State team moves forward. Uh, no. John Brantley, I think, is the new head coach. Mike Brantley. He's the former defensive coordinator, right? Yeah, and so... So he's, a, he's an interim head coach. And yeah, <laughs> obviously, he's got he's got big shoes to fill. What happens if you're in his situation, though? I mean, I think you just got to do the best you can to move forward. He's still got a good football team with him, like he's you know, and uh, obviously taking over the reins from someone like Paterno is not like an easy task. But I, yeah. you know, I think he's just got to got to keep playing football because I think in recent years, like. A lot of the things that have been happening, like with Ohio State, now Penn State and stuff, it's getting away from actual football, and I think he's just got to get him back right. on track. Like, what happens on the field 
should be a lot more important yeah, than what happens off. Needless to say, everyone was trying to. I guess that team, that school, was trying to clean house. Apparently, the athletic director got fired. Yeah. President possibly resigning. Or did he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they won't let one of the, um, I believe it's the offensive coordinator on the field this Saturday. Yeah, the, the the wide receiver coach. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know his name. We'll try to get Mike something. McKamey, something like that. But it's, I mean, it, it's getting bad fast, and like he actually, he actually, yeah, the Penn State um, website released a statement today that saying he would not actually be on the field. Yeah. McQuarrie, Mike McQuarrie, wide receiver coach. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said he would. Tom Bradley, Tom Bradley getting named. Tom Bradley, yeah. Interim head coach. Which is. And actually, they played in Nebraska this weekend. Yeah. And it's not like Penn State was a, a bad team. Not that they're a no, pushover. No, they aren't. So. 16th in the nation, I think, or mm-hmm. top 20. That's your, that's your season right there. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a big deal for the seniors. This being their last home game in their career. And, you know, part of what they work for, part, a big part of the reason they probably even went to Penn State was the fact that Joe Kerr right. was the coach. So to not be able to have him on the sidelines... For their last game, is you know it's got to be it's got to be tough. But it's like it had to be done. No, it had to be. Oh, it can't no be. question, no question, because because these people are role models too. So like, uh, you can't be having this kind of thing. Well, going. Like, like people look up to him. It's like, like school and a football team is is a business. Yeah. And when your business is sort of tainted with the bad past that this, these guys experience. Yeah. No. It's, you have to. It's it's nothing personal. I th- but I think it's just because of the legacy. Yeah. How he's built that program. But at the same time, you have to keep in mind that they're a university first. Right. Like, Penn State is a community. They're not just a football team. And while the football team is a big part of that community, it's not everything. And they, you know, they have a reputation to uphold, and they can't be having people that are employed by the university partaking in, you know, extracurricular activities like this, <laughs> if you will. It's a little extra. It's a little yeah, extracurricular. A little, a little extra. It's not not the kind of thing you put on a resume. Not that kind of extracurricular. <laughs> but yeah, but we'll get to uh, Penn State and college football games this week just to touch base with the fans from last week's games. Yeah. Too much surprise. Oklahoma State is the number two now, aren't they? Are they for real? Are you buying this team? I I don't know. I think that I mean, win against Kansas they're they're a good team. Was impressive. They're definitely a, a top ten team. But my thought is, because of the Alabama-LSU game, they are still the one and two teams in the country right now. But because they played each other, someone has to lose. So right. someone's going to, you know, they're going to drop in the standings, and that gives a chance for other people to move up. But I, I still don't think any other team is on the level of Alabama and LSU. So regardless of what the rankings are, I think that's a matchup we could be seeing again in the future. So I'm not buying Basically, Oklahoma State did, or is doing, what the Texas Tech team with Michael Crabtree and Graham Harrell that mm-hmm. team like two, three years ago was yeah, doing. Yeah. Spread offense, high-powered attack. Yeah. Basically just wipe your opponents off the field with... And like Hawaii... They don't even have to play defense. The year in um, Hawaii went to the Sugar Bowl and got crushed uh-huh. by Georgia when they had Colt Brennan. Just wide-open offense. But I feel like a, a, a team like that cannot win. I don't know why. No. They don't no. have a very good defense. So that's one thing I've realized. No, they don't. They can, you know, they can run a gun, but then that's like, I think at the end of the day, they couldn't hold up 
against either LSU or Alabama. They, but more they, have, they, they play offense. they play Oklahoma, and basically whoever wins that wins the Big Twelve. Yeah, that's true. So, a surprising win though, a good one for them. They knocked off. Uh, they beat number fourteen Kansas State fifty two forty five. Were you impressed by the Alabama LSU game? I was. I thought. I thought know, I wasn't. It's not the fact that it was. It was just all field goals. Well, some people look at it as like a lack of offense, but I thought it was just like a surplus of defense. Right. Like it's like those SEC football. That like that's that's like classic football. Like what it was, you know, when like our fathers played and stuff like that. Like it was defense. Your dad played football. Yeah, my dad played football. Really? And Malvin yeah. Cavalier. You know, what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know how I do. You're from Boston, maybe you know Malvin yeah. Cavalier. Um, but it was like, I think it was just like what football is supposed to be. It wasn't. Right pretty boy quarterbacks. It wasn't flashy plays. It was solid defense, and it was teams, you know, rallying around their defense to try and get a victory. And, I I, I mean, obviously, if you watch the game, it, you know, it could have gone either way. So I thought it was a great game. But some people look at it as, like, if these two teams are supposedly the best in the country, then why can't they put more points on the board? And I say because they were going against two of the best defenses yeah. in the country. So It's like when you put... I forgot what game it was. Oh, it would be the um, national championship game last year, Oregon against Auburn. Both yeah. both scored relatively a lot of points. Yeah. And I think the final score was, what, like 20-something to 14 or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Really like low 24, score. 14, something So like when you put offense and offense, something's got to give. Defense always prevail. I thought it was a really good football game. I mean, especially the fact that they went into overtime. Yeah, no, de- defense is a huge thing. Like we saw uh, a couple years back, when um, Wisconsin played against TCU, and we saw like a fast, high-powered offense. Oh yeah, Rose Bowl TCU. Last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we saw just like a hard, grinding defense out of Wisconsin. And like, there's two types of football. In you know, when you look at it from that aspect, and I think a lot of times defense is going to win over offensive firepower because defenses can put points on the board too. Right. So, and like, if you have a strong enough defense, you know, you'll find a way to put points on the board with your offense. I'm also a major upset that we did not call last week was Michigan Iowa. The Hawkeyes actually won. Of course, the Big Ten is such a mess now. Mm-hmm. You don't even know who's going. No, it's it's all over the place. It's like every, everything is fair game. I don't think Dan and I. What Northwestern? What was that game? Was that, that was upset. I've seen things. Northwest. Yeah, they did win. They beat Nebraska. Yeah, Northwestern. I, I was gonna say yeah. I knew it. Shout out to anyone who goes to Northwestern. I'm not crazy. I knew it. Yeah. Notre Dame getting a big win. I had, I had. Are you a Notre Dame fan? I am. Golden Domer. Uh, uh, I wanted them to beat USC. I had them on upset alert. I thought that. You know, ever since the Bush push, they just haven't been the same team against USC. They cannot. They can't. It's like a like a mental block. USC is going to be good when, when as soon as they get off this last year of probation. I think, oh, yeah. I think Matt Barkley's a senior next year. They're they're yeah. they're going to be a good they're team. Gross they're going to be a good team. I don't like them, but they're going to be a good team. But if you like offense. Uh, before the college football season, though, make sure to tune in on the on the weeknights because I doubt this team plays on Saturday to Toledo. And why I say that? Uh, is, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. This team in the past two games has combined for 126 points. They lost to Northern Illinois 63-60, but they beat Western Michigan last night 66-63. That's like 30 plus touchdowns. They, they put points on the board. Like that is ridiculous. I love games like that though, because I was my high school team. That's what that's what we did. We ran the spread offense, so we'd yeah. we'd average like fifty, sixty points a game. Yeah. So I grew up watching that. 
That's why I think the Alabama LSU game was really weird for me, though. Yeah. Because it's not that we're straight defense. It's just that, I guess that's the new, that's the new thing in college football to. Well, it's different styles of play. Attack. Yeah, I guess that's how my high school played. So it's like. Yeah. And speaking of another impressive performance, a name to look out for. I'm saying he's gonna be a good NFL player. Have you heard of the quarterback uh, Case Keenum? Yeah. The I guy have. from Houston. Briefly, briefly. This Houston guy is legit. Apparently, he set the record for most pass touchdowns in a career with a, um, 141. He passed, I think it was Graham Harrell from Texas Tech, actually. Yeah. And he apparently he keeps putting up big numbers. He's actually from Texas, by the way. Well, oh, shout out to him. He's a homegrown guy. Home, home state. I feel like he's the next Joe Flacco. Small small team. Small team, Okay. Not a lot of media attention, but he runs sort of an NFL-style offense with a lot of passing. That's true. I don't know how good. Yeah. Like Houston's 11 in the country, though. Yeah. They couldn't make, like, a New Year's Day bowl game. Have, you know, some of their wins are against, Cupcakes. you know, not such reputable names, but, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, a win is a win. I'll give you some of the team names they've played. Very, very uh, weak RPI. Hopefully after that, let's call will work. Thank you for calling once again. You're on Fanatic Radio. Please work. Please work. How would you like to be 20th for Tampa? Hello? How do you think McKenna feels about you? I don't even know if it's the same person, if it's somebody else. I know. We're sorry we can't answer. We're sorry we can't talk back and forth. We're still going through technical difficulties. We're not perfect here. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you are calling this this week, if you actually are up at two AM feel free to call regularly for the show. Yep. From two to four on Fridays. But, but if you have, if you're one of those people that have class you have class in that time, right? I do have class interpreting literature actually. <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to like get people to bypass it. Sort of just like go to the bathroom and call in or I think that could be frowned upon. I don't uh Yeah. <laughs> True. I mean, I'll try it. If I don't have class like this next coming week, I'm, I, I'll, I'll call in. I like to talk sports. You know, I mean, like, think about it. You guys are talking about it anyways. You might as well call in and talk to people who actually know what they're talking about. I love it. Yeah, we appreciate every call. Sorry we can't communicate back and forth. I think it'll, I think it'll actually show up on the podcast with someone talking and be like, hello, hello. It's like, oh, we can't hear you, though. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're still talking about Houston. Yeah, look at their non-conference schedule. UCLA is the only big opponent. They play teams in North Texas, Louisiana Tech, Georgia State. They have actually yet to play a ranked team. Ah, they are definitely the Hawaii's of the world. And they probably they won't put a big all num- season. This team puts up big numbers, though. First in the country in passing yards. First in points. Average 52.7 a game. That is money. But, I mean, you still have to work. SMU this week, though. That, that could actually be a... Uh, SMU's not a bad team. Not SMU bad team. plays... Very similar to them. But looking ahead to this week in college football, before we take our music break, we have Nebraska-Penn State. Okay. We have, so half of the people are saying, oh, no, Paterno, they're going to collapse. But the seniors are saying, we're going to win this for Joe Pa. Will they pull it off so they get the win? It's in Penn State, though. I feel like they will. I th- I, but I'm saying I no. I'm gonna, home. I'm going to say no. I think Nebraska can sort of slow them down. I mean, it, it's going to be a good game. There's a, obviously, like, a lot of turmoil going around Penn State right now. I'm going to say they pull out the victory. 
I feel like I'm feeling like I'm with you. I'm going to start with Nebraska, but I can understand where you're going from because that's outside stuff that doesn't. That's outside stuff. They're football players. Personally, affect better, the team. You know. Any other big rank matchups? Yeah, Stanford, I'll, Oregon. Stanford. This is the luck game, and I say that because if they win this game, he wins the Heisman. I no, no, no. You can make an argument. Luck games is like the luck season. This is been the season. They, they survived the USC. They squeak past the Pac-10. They play a number seven Oregon, though. It's in Stanford, though. I feel like they could win it. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Have you been impressed by him this season? Oh, yeah. I think it's... Yeah. I've been impressed throughout his career. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know... He's he's an elite passer. He is. Like... Your Golden Dumbers play Maryland. Maryland team is very struggling. Actually, the athletic director for Maryland sent out a... I listed uh, a letter to the alumni. This is from a Dan St- Washington Post, Dan Steinberg's sports blog. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Hope he's listening. Hope he yeah, tunes in. Go to sleep, dude. <laughs> what are you doing out this late? No, the podcast. You can listen to it anytime you want. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, I was nervous. Sir. You had me blushing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he posted a um, a message to the athletic director from Maryland said, encouraging people to go to the games because apparently uh-huh. when they play Boston College, uh, viewers from Twitter posted pictures of an empty, uh, literally an empty stadium, yeah. scattered fans. Even though it was the day it snowed, that one day. And B- Boston College coming to town is not a huge yeah. thing for college anybody. Football, college football, though. It's true. And not having fans during a conference game, not even non-conference. So you want to put more fans in that. Best of luck to Maryland. Michigan, a Michigan-Illinois game. This was supposed to be a game where. Both these teams could have faced un- both undefeated, mm-hmm. looking for a, a one loss. Apparently, Michigan's lost twice now. Yes. And so mm-hmm. is Illinois. So that game is evidently nothing. I'm thinking a Capital One Bowl a bit on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think Michigan is capable of a lot more than they have shown this year. Right. right. They, ha- they have a lot of talent. But, I mean, they, ha- they do it, you know, they have a fairly strong schedule to go up against. So it's never easy, but. I think they could do something with it. So who does Auburn have this week? Who's Auburn? Oh. I didn't know that earlier. They have Georgia. That's a huge ranked game, that actually. Huge game. Number 20 and number 15. Georgia's a team that has bounced back and forth in and out of the top 25. Nice to see them back in it, I guess. Ever since, well, I guess ever since Stafford left, that team has been nothing. But That's true. I mean, they lost Stafford. Few years no Sean Moreno. No Sean Moreno. But then again, they are another team that's sort of always had a lot of pride in their defense. Right. I feel like it's the SEC in general, though. Another team that I'm really surprised. I think it's the South. It's the South. It's the South. It's the South. They they grow. They grow. They grow some boys. <laughs> they grow some big boys. <laughs> and they play defense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's the one game team you have on upset alert? Upset right now. I'm just looking through. I'm, looking through. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hate to say it because they're my team, but I feel like Notre Dame is primed for an upset almost every week. I don't blame me on that. They have they have such a young quarterback, and you know recently their offense has been struggling. It there are times when they put drives together, they look like an elite team, and then right, there, the then there are times you know yeah. they they look like a high school team, and it's <laughs> just, and against USC they were embarrassed in the first half. Right, and. I mean, I think if they can put it together, and a lot of that, you know, they've been having new coaches 
for the last few years and stuff, and a, a young quarterback, just a young team in general, a lot of things that you look for in an offense, like a veteran quarterback, they don't have right now. And so I think in a couple of years, maybe they'll be a good team. And as much as I hate to say it because of how much I like them, I, I think Notre Dame could get upset. There's two games that stick out in my mind. TCU-Boise State. Yeah. TCU plays exactly that same sort of offense that Boise State plays. Yeah. It's on the blue turf, though, so I feel like Kellen Moore will survive with a win, but Boise State could be highly tested. Because I feel like they haven't I been. Be I feel like they haven't been all year. Another game to watch out for. Just had it. <laughs> oh, it's not really an upset, but it's Miami Florida State battle for, for the state of Florida. Always an intense rivalry. Mm-hmm. It's sad that none of those teams are ranked. Florida, Florida State was as high as number five this year. No. Completely tanked. The ACC is a mess. They had Clemson that was on top. Then they lost, but they're still number nine. So they play. Then you have Virginia Tech, who actually, I think they're playing right now. They actually beat Georgia Tech. So you have Vatek and Clemson fighting mm-hmm. for a BCS bowl get bid. But tune into this game. It's on ABC, ESPN, whatever you can get. Miami, Florida State, always impressive rivalries. Hopefully a fight breaks out. We have no idea. But when we come back from a music break, we will have a... Spend 10 good minutes with AU soccer players to preview the uh, Patriot League tournament that's this weekend. We will talk about John Daly and Tiger Woods. Oh, that's gonna be... Random reason why, but hey, once again, you're listening to... That's always to... a good topic. But stay tuned because you are listening to Fanatic Radio on WVAU.
Right here, 
Welcome back to Fanatic Radio Thank here. On, for your <laughs> back. Welcome back to Fanatic Radio here on WVAU. Jamerson Barry at uh, 2.45 a.m. Can't get enough for your love, babe. <laughs> Matter how hard I try. <laughs> Love that song. It's a jam. GDR needs to play that more. That's the jam. They, they, they've been um, rubbing Mary J. Blige a I lot know, recently, it. though. And I'm here without you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, once again, uh, go to facebook.com slash fanatic radio to listen to the podcast of this show. If you're trying to tune in at 2 o'clock p.m. and you don't find that we're not there, it's because we took the day off and we actually filmed this early. But before that, uh, men's soccer plays in the Patriot League tournament. This is the first time since mm-hmm. 2005 they've hosted it here at Reese Field. And to celebrate that and to talk about their success for this year on the season, we sat down with Tyler Collins, Colin Siegfried, and Patriot League first team selection Ryan Morales to talk about their the tournament and how they've done. Here's the interview we conducted with them. Here's our 10 good minutes. First of all, congratulations on being regular season champs, hosting the tournament. Can you guys' initial reactions on just how the season went? How does it feel to be alone on top in the Patriot League standings? Uh, well, our overall record, obviously, is not what we would like. Um, but our conference record is pretty good. Uh, we finished up 5-2, and two and you know we ultimately... Accomplish our goal of wanting to host it and giving us the best chance to win it all this year. Yeah, the out of conference we struggled a little bit, especially in the beginning of the year. But uh, looked like we got together towards the end, and it's like a big deal to host. So get to stay home, don't have to travel anywhere. Plus, uh, weather but should be good for the weekend. So, mm-hmm. I mean, um, we uh, I mean after we lost to Holy Cross, we uh, everyone was pretty upset. I mean, it wasn't. Totally, I don't think about the loss of Holy Cross, which is that we wouldn't be hosting. No one really saw it. And then, uh, but we got the news that uh, that Colgate tied, and I mean, everyone, you could just tell that it meant a lot to us, you know. Was there, what was the turning, like, each of your opinions, what was the sort of the turning point in the year? I guess for me, looking back on it, I think it was the Colgate game when you guys opened up Patriot League play. Yeah, I was going to say, once we once we opened up with Colgate, we got the 3-0 win. It was a pretty big uh, confidence booster, plus it set us off in the right direction in the major league, starting off 1-0. So I thought that was definitely a turning point. Yeah, I mean, I thought that um, that definitely started it, but also the uh, the Bucknell game where we were down one nothing, came back with two goals, and that really kind of it kind of showed a lot about us and that we uh, that we could come back, you know, and uh, – that we really were one of the top teams in this league. Yeah, I agree with with Siggy uh, with over there. Um, Colgate game definitely definitely uh, showed that we could compete in our league, and that our out of conference games really did help us. Even though we didn't get the results that we really wanted, but we were prepared for Colgate. Was playing those non conference games sort of a big help for you guys? I think you guys prepared just because of the athleticism and the speed that a lot of teams we played in the ACC and Big East had. So uh, once we got into conference play, we kind of settled down and played our game. I think, um, I mean, we obviously lost a lot of those games, but I think all of us knew that teams we're playing were obviously very good. A lot of them were top 30 in in the nation. So, I mean, even though we lost, we played most of them pretty well, and obviously we knew that. Once the league started, we uh, we'd be really well prepared for it. Yeah, I mean it was kind of disappointing going 
uh, losing so many of our early games, but I think starting well in the Patriot League really helped us. Like it was kind of a way to like start over in a way, because even if we didn't do well out of conference, we could do really good in our conference, which is really what matters. All right, uh, so I, I think it was yesterday they released it. Coach West is Coach of the Year. Your thoughts on uh, Todd getting this prestigious award and how he sort of helped you guys and your team throughout the year? Um, yeah, it's a great accomplishment for Todd. Uh, you know, we obviously he make, makes the schedule every year, so he I guess he knew what he was doing with our out of conference schedule and you know preparing us for the conference and you know it was just I guess we it's a team effort, so we obviously. Got the wins, and we uh, and he put us in position to get those wins for him. <laughs> also, uh, Matt Mikowski was named Patriot. I think it's Patriot League uh, Scholar Athlete of the Year. Your thoughts on playing with Matt and like some of his legacy that he's left as he's a senior this year? Yeah, definitely. He's um, actually two-time Patriot League uh, Academic Player of the Year, and. Just uh, knowing the kid, like he he does work harder than anyone else on and off the field, so it's so good to see him recognized for that. Yeah, I mean he, he comes up big for us all the time. I mean there's so many games that we could have gotten blown out, we could have lost. That he just made so many great saves. I mean like Sig said, he's also probably arguably the hardest working player off the field. Also, I mean he's always doing, uh, he's always having interviews and stuff. And I mean no one else is really doing that yet except for him. Yeah, Matt's uh has been great for us all year. I mean, it's been great ever since I've been here. Um he he's his worth ethic is probably easily the best on the team. Um he stays at the practice, he he just does all the right things and really is a good example for all the young players and the yeah, the young players on the team. And Ross, your thoughts on being named first team all Patriot League? Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's an honor, um, but obviously it's team sports. So I mean, if I get that, it means my teammates were there to help me, and and it wasn't just me; it was a collective effort, and just it's, it's all right, it's great. But I'd rather, I'd rather much, much rather win on Sunday than have that. I was gonna say, looking forward to the game on Friday. I think it was, was it good for you knowing that, not that you lost the Navy is a good thing, but. Is it sort of good that you see what the, the, they can do, so that you guys can sort of adjust your game, to play them differently, or? Yeah, I think I think we basically know what they have, and I'm sure they know what we have too. But losing that first game is going to be a lot of revenge to get back at them. So hopefully we can come out a lot better than we did because we started pretty slow last time we played them. So if we come out strong, we can. I'm sure we can take care of it. Yeah, I mean, uh, even though we lost to them at first. It's not. It wasn't a feeling like uh, they were better than us at all. I mean, so I mean, everyone's really excited to get a chance to play them again. I mean, right after that game, I know I felt like that was if I could take back one game and like replay it, it would be that game. So I mean, I'm glad we got the chance. Yeah, I mean, other than our slow start, I felt like we dominated the game and had had the opportunity to come back and ultimately win that game. But we a little unlucky with some calls and whatnot. But I think everyone on the team's fully confident that we can come back and and uh, get the result we want. So the way you guys played this year, especially in Patriot League play, how confident do you guys feel going into this tournament this weekend? As confident as ever. I mean, probably one of, the, if not the best chance I've had, it's 
one of the best chances we had is uh, playing at home. It makes a big difference. We get to play the way we want, and the surface is going to be great. So we get to pass the ball around, keep the ball the way we want to. So we feel very confident. Yeah, a lot of the fields we've played on this year, especially in the Patriot League, haven't been that great away from home. So our only two losses came away from home, so it's good to stay here and get to play on our home field. I believe get a lot of fans out there to support us too. Everyone seems like really confident, like the same, and uh, I mean, it almost seems like it's all like it's all kind of meant to happen. I mean, after we lost that game to Holy Cross, I mean, everyone is really down, and but we still somehow found a way to uh, win the regular season. So I mean, it's all kind of like falling into place. It seems. All right, and last thing, what would it? I guess not looking ahead, I'm not calling anything, but what would a, a championship mean to you guys as well as like the entire team? It mean that we uh it means that we've reached our goal of, of winning it all and getting to the NTA tournament. I mean that's what we played for, it's what we've been working for ever since preseason started, so it'd be great the greatest thing. Yeah, it'd be really good to uh get back and get back to the championship game and win it, especially after losing last year and, and for a lot of the older guys, same thing happening two years in a row. It would be nice to uh, get that for those guys. I mean, it would be great. I mean, it just show a lot about this team, about how we, I think we started off around like 1-6, and 1-6-1 six, six and one or something like that to come back and eventually be a champion. I mean, it would be great. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. So hope you, hopefully uh, you guys can come out and support them. I guess today the game's at the game's at 11 o'clock. If they win the championship game, it'll be at 2 a uh, 2 p.m. on Sunday. Sunday. So best of luck to men's soccer. Also, Colin Safer wanted me to give shoutouts. Uh, apparently they they tweet. So yeah. Collins is at Colin Siegfried. Ryan Morales is at Ryan underscore Mo 13, and at Ty Collins 30. So apparently you have one too. I went to a few, uh, trying to trying to see some uh, great tweets. I'm, I'm pretty jokes these days. It's at jblundo17. <laughs> so, you know, follow that. I don't, mine is at the Fanatic MG. That is the Fanatic Radio's, I guess, Twitter account. Also, Facebook.com slash Fanatic Radio. And don't forget, next week, call in 202-885-8700. It is our Thanksgiving episode where we have our turkeys. But anyway, we're trying to meet the buzzer. High energy presented by Sheets Energy Sheets. If you, it's dissolved in your mouth. It's it's the new way. Mm-hmm. That's an unofficial plug. Hopefully they can do it. But let's go NFL. Last week, why didn't your Pats win? Right, I, last week was rough against the Giants. They just it, it was a bad game on both sides. At the end of the day, I thought we lost focus. We couldn't put the ball in the end zone. We got a big game coming up this week against the Jets. It's a rematch. It's always a big game when uh, the Patriots play the Jets. And I think we're looking to redeem ourselves, take over first place in the division. It, it, it's big for everybody. I'm gonna send it back to you. I'm gonna just I want to hear top games that are coming up this season, uh, possible upsets. You know, who, how do you think March Madness is going to go? College basketball, go. College basketball, okay, games must see. North Carolina, Mich- uh, Michigan State is today, it's tonight. Mm-hmm. They play on a aircraft carrier. I'm so pumped for that. Dickie V's excited. Let's Everyone's go. Everyone's excited. Also, November 15th, the ACC uh, Big Ten Challenge, or all those challenges or whatnot. Florida, Ohio State, Kentucky, Kansas. Back to NFL. Green Bay snuck by San Diego. How long will they go undefeated for? I mean, 
as we've seen in the past in 08, you know, it's not easy to go undefeated. You know, the the Patriots, they, they ended rough that year. But, I mean, I think they can keep this stretch going. They've beaten some of the elite teams in the league. Uh, this win against San Diego was a huge one. That was a high-powered offense. So, clearly, they can put points on the board, and I think they could keep it going for a while. Now, what do you think about what's going on in golf right now with John Daly and Tiger Woods? Hit seven balls into the water. Seven. Walked off the course. In the water. I mean, I'm not going to golf either. <laughs> walked off the course. I love like, that. I mean, that's like the kind of effort I would put forth. Like, not even. I might be better, better than that. He is, he, the Australian Open actually paid him to play in that tournament. And surprised enough, Tiger is leading. Do you think he actually win his first tournament in like two years? I think so. I mean, we can't forget that once upon a time, he was the best golf player in the world for, you know. Are you still on the Tiger bandwagon? You think he's a good player? I still think he's a good player. He's Recently, done. he's been out of form, but I, yeah, I mean, he may not be the best in the world anymore, but he's still definitely a good player. Our exciting games in the NFL New Orleans, Atlanta, New York, San Francisco. Who do you got? <laughs> Yeah, New Orleans. I mean, I, I think, I think the New Orleans game, Atlanta is going to be great. I think, I think Giants, San Francisco. You think Giants? I think the Giants will win. I have San Francisco winning. I have New Orleans beating Atlanta. Might sound like some sort of upset. I obviously got my Patriots over the Jets. I mean, I, I just, I can't see the Giants getting past the 49ers. I just can't see it. All right, NBA lockout. Still, nothing has been resolved. There's going to be more games canceled. They, they're wanting to push for a 72-game mm-hmm. season. It's not going to happen, is it? I, I, at this point, I don't think so. With no it's deal being reached, with Derek Fisher coming out and talking about how no deal has been reached, I think all the sports it's recently in the, last, in, the, in the last decade have been going through some sort of a lockout in all four of the major sports. I, I think it's just, you know, it, it's sort of inevitable. that I, I just don't think it's going to happen. All right, looking at the NFL uh, divisions, Gi- are you surprised the Giants are six and two? How crazy that that division's going? I'm I'm a, I'm a little bit surprised, but when you look at some of the talent on the Giants team, it's not, you know, it's not it's not too crazy. I mean, they have a great quarterback. They you know they're they're poised to make a good playoff run, but the division in general is it's gotten out of hand. Football this year, just in general, is crazy. AFC East always nuts. I mean, even the AFC North teams. You know, yes, the Bengals are tied like, with the Baltimore like, Ravens. You I saw that, and it, you know, I got got the Ravens defense on my fantasy team, so I'm trying yeah. not to have too many people score on them. But you know, it's that's why that's why they play the game. That's why they play the game. Right, that's Chiefs, the Chiefs got embarrassed by the Miami Dolphins. Hopefully, they'll bounce back because the Raiders won. Actually, tonight, some breaking news here on Fanatic Radio. Mm-hmm. They beat the Chargers, which is good because the Chiefs own the I think the tiebreaker between the Oakland they Raiders. Do. They so, do. They currently do. Kansas City wins. They control their own destiny. I'd love to see that because if they do well, I stay in college. We don't go to the poorhouse. That sounds good to me. I mean, my man Denarius Moore went off. He just, you know, he he's been having a rough season so far, and he went off. Got me a couple fantasy points. Trying to get the big win this week. All right, so, uh, switching gears. Literally, NASCAR heads to Phoenix, a new paved circuit. Tony Stewart is eight points out of first place between Carl Edwards. But the surprising thing is Kyle Busch. If you were following the, uh, if you like the page on yeah. Facebook, you get the updates. Uh, Kyle Busch crashed Ron Hornaday on a truck race on Friday, got banned from both races Saturday and Sunday, got fined yep. 50 grand, and apparently his sponsors Eminem will not sponsor his car for the rest of the season until 2012. Is it a big deal? I, I think I think it's a big deal. Anytime you Kyle lose Bush. a sponsor Kyle like that, I mean, like people are hopping off his bandwagon like fast, and I think it has an effect on the mind state of a racer. He's a mess. The whole thing is, 
It's very exciting because Tony Stewart actually won last week. So it is truly a showdown between two mm -hmm. guys. But who knows? You never know when someone's going to sneak up and challenge for the win. Hockey, quick clip before we close off. That is the sound of booing of the Flyers in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is playing a 1-3-1 trap defense. Yeah. Is this bad for hockey? That the Flyers were literally stalling around, skating around the ice. I mean, they are stalling, but at the same time, they're just trying to, you know, put together an attack, see what they can do with this defense. I mean, the New Jersey Devils really brought into the league the trap defense. And, you know, they've won championships with it. So it's not a bad thing. Does it slow down the pace of the game? Yes, but is it necessarily a bad thing? I mean, these people are out here, they're out here to win games. They're trying to win games, trying to win championships. And so I think any way you can get that done, you know, it's, it's not all for the fans. It's not all for the fans. You know, this is a job for these people, and if they go about it in a way that's maybe a little bit slower and less exciting than some fans would like, then so be it. You know, there's more to the game than just what the fans think. That is true. Also for um, AU, Volleyball has two games. Quick AU minute. Volleyball has game tonight. Yes, uh, yeah, tonight. 11-11-11. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. How to give us a quick shout-out to that. They, their senior day is on Greatest Saturday at 2. Have to go to that. Women's basketball has a game on Sunday. Big pack sports weekend. Are you going to go to any of those games? I'm going to try to make it to as many of them as I can, especially the soccer games. I mean, you know, Patriot League championship online, that's a big deal for this school. And, you know, it's great to get out there and support your team. And I don't know much about volleyball, but it's, it's cool. A, I like when they, you know, they're getting it's after it. It's, it's awesome. You got to come out and It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right, and so that will do it for this special edition of Fanatic Radio. We are back for our Thanksgiving episode November 18th on WV.org. Quick shout-outs. Any shout-outs you want to give before we, before we sign off? No, I mean, you know, I'm good. Just shout-out to all the AU teams out there. Go out and support your teams and, you know, make it known. Let's get some more spirit on this campus. That's that's my shout-out for today. That is true. The basketball game is the 16th, the home opener. Stuff on the quad. Very excited for that. But also, shout-out to uh, Brandon Principato for hosting the show um, Hedonistic Me. Which is actually this time slot this, we that we over. swapped, and hopefully you can take good care of ours, give it a good home until we come back for our Thanksgiving episode. But once again, go to facebook.com slash fanaticradio, like the page, mm -hmm. listen to all the content. Mm -hmm. We put post links, funny stuff that happens. Phone is 202-885-8700. Call on next week. We're having our turkeys episode. Mm -hmm. You find someone who did something stupid, funny, preview for that, Kim Kardashian is a basketball marrier divorcer in 72 Dayser. It's true. Well, this, this radio show almost lasted longer than her marriage. <laughs> I would hashtag Twitter that, but, you know, I'm not on right now, but I will be. Jim 117, I'm telling you. But, yeah, we thank everyone here at WVAU, uh, our producers and everything, but for uh, our special guest, John Blundo, we'd definitely like to have you back on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'd definitely like to be back. Uh, for John Blundo, I'm Michael Gardner. This has been Fanatic Radio on WVAU. Have a great weekend. We'll be back normal time next weekend. Don't forget to listen to the podcast, and hopefully the phone lines will work. But uh, here we are at Fanatic Radio, where winning is in everything. It is the only thing. So long, everyone. Have a great week. We'll, see you. we'll see you next week. Bye. Ah.